Rated mature audiences only. A viewer discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's time for the final countdown. The show starts in Casting from the Big Peach of Atlanta, Georgia, a show unfiltered, unscripted, raw. The Patriot Angle Podcast. Elon Musk has bought Twitter for approximately $44 billion. He's going to be paying each share of Twitter $54.20 um, in a statement released by the company. To see it all exposed. Let's start there and then move forward with actually making it a free speech platform. I think this is going to be excellent. It still remains to be seen. We hope that he will keep to his promise of returning it to a place, a marketplace of ideas. But we're going to have to wait and see how it shakes. Alrighty, guys. Welcome. Welcome to tonight's show. Welcome. Episode 248, part two of the conversation with the author of Terror Strikes, Joseph M. Leonard. Welcome back, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Although now that I see this is episode 248, I should have went out and played the three-digit lottery with that number, huh? <laughs> I hear you, sir. Hey, you never know. You might you might become a, a billionaire uh, like, uh, you know, Elon Musk, right? <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. Well, that would take the, uh, what, the super lotto. And, uh, yeah, I don't think the jackpot, unfortunately, gets up to a billion. But, uh, yeah, I, if I could get a billion dollars, I could maybe uh, team up with the Koch brothers to buy fascist book now that Elon's taken over Twitter. I hear you. I hear you. Um, you know, I, I just want to. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 very, very funny. Um, I want to uh, basically um, uh, bring in uh, Jimmy the rant here. He will be joining us momentarily. Uh, he's getting prepped up here uh, on his end. Uh, but Joseph, I want to say, how is the book sales doing on the uh, on the Internet? Well, we just got started selling uh, this month. So unfortunately, the systems lag way behind in the actual report. So I'm going to assume they're going swimmingly because, of course, everyone 
that listens or watches the Patriot angle is going to want to buy terror strikes coming soon to a city near you, because it's not just about Islamic fundamentalists, which I call Giza, and you'll want to read the book to understand why. It's about those who hate America, which means it also includes sections on fascocrats, as I call them, who also hate America. And since we're going to be talking about free speech today and not the cry fire in a crowded theater nonsense, which is covered on page 19 in my book, among many other sub-themes, but pathetical corruptness, as I call it. I don't call it political correctness. There's nothing correct about it. It's pathetical corruptness. And that's also on page 72 in the love versus fake hate scam and hoaxes chapter that the left pulls. Right. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you, um, uh, with you Joseph. Um uh, you know, to be honest with you, sir, I, I actually uh, I think I mentioned to uh, with this with you on the last episode uh, with part one uh, that we actually bought the book, the hardcover book uh, from Amazon. Soft. Copy. And uh, I've read in, it. Yeah, it's available in soft copy. I didn't do the hardcover because that adds a lot of costs. And I wanted to be cost conscious, you know, most books come out in soft copy now. To oh, save absolutely. Money. Save the reader some money, you know? Money's yeah. tight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially in today's times, you know, money is very, very tight. Uh, the inflation we're starting to see improve a little bit. You know, the numbers are starting to go down a little bit. You know, with gas prices uh, here in Metro Atlanta, we've seen them go down, you know, 40, 50 cents a little bit. So, you know, things are improving, but under this corrupted administration of Joe Biden, you know, things are, you know, still bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, I doubt that that will be a permanent trend. We have only seen like a 10, 15 cent drop in gas prices here in Michigan. So I right. think you're pretty lucky. And we even have a marathon refinery here in Detroit. So. I mean, our oil is refined to gas locally to get it to the stations. So we usually are a little less expensive than a lot of other places. So I don't understand why ours hasn't dropped as much as yours has. And I, I will in the bet it's only temporarily temporary. It will go back up again like the cost of everything is. Oh, sure. Sure. Um, Joseph, uh, before we went on the show, uh, you did mention uh, here in the uh, in the green room that you wanted to uh, discuss the latest on Elon Musk buying Twitter. Yes. And yeah. What's your thoughts on that, sir? Well, I am only you know, I'm not a huge fan of Elon because of the whole, you know, from a conservative standpoint, a lot of the money he's glommed onto has become taxpayer money through subsidies for electric vehicles. So I'm not a big fan as far as that goes, but he does seem to be somewhat of a libertarian. So, you know, that's a plus. And since he got into a Twitter war with one of the co-creators of the matrix 
and the whole red pill meme, that people don't understand is where the genesis of him being so pissed off with Twitter goes back to and why he insisted he was going to get Twitter by hook or by crook. And this is a, a personal thing for me because I'm part of a group called the Mighty 200, which is part of the group back in 2016, and you can still look this up, that Politico uh, targeted on Twitter and Hillary retweeted the article. 200 out of us, out of 320 plus million Americans, we were the ones targeted on Twitter for the start of the Russian collusion delusion. They tried to call us Russian assets and Russian bots. It was the whole start of that false narrative. They tested the waters. They saw their moronic sheep were willing to go down that you know path and then tried to glom that onto Trump as a Russian asset. And you see the Russian... The Russia, Russia, Russia hysteria still going on, even though Hillary and the DNC were fined over the fake Russian dossier and violations of campaign finance law, though somebody should be in jail under the RICO statutes, not just fine. The left still refuses to acknowledge the hoax and still screaming Russia, Russia, Russia. Now, all of a sudden, Elon Musk is a Russian asset. And I was just joking with somebody on Twitter a few minutes before joining the show. Uh, she kind of joked about, yeah, Elon, we all know Elon's a, a Russian commie. And I said back, no, he's actually an AI robot produced by the Russians. You know, like the old original Westworld series. Was it the second or the third film where they made AI bots to replace world leaders. So I was just joking about that before coming on. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, uh, I think Jimmy had uh, some comments here uh, relating to what you're uh, discussing. Jimmy, uh, you got any insights, sir? Hey, what's up guys. How's it going, Joe? Just hey, jumping Jimmy. in. Good to yeah. meet you, Jimmy. And I, I want your nickname, Jimmy the Rant. I, I want to steal the rant for my nickname. He, I, it was given to me, so <laughs> <laughs> you kind of got hey, it. Was yeah. Let, let me let me add in there. It was given to him because he is full of great rants. There, Joseph. <laughs> He's the Eddie Van Halen of rants, huh? Yeah. Oh, well. I wouldn't say that. I guess maybe it's the way I deliver things, right? Uh, you know, when I speak about these things, you know, I have, I have a passion for it because it's important uh, that people, you know, listen to this type of content, right? And they and they get this kind of information because there's a war on information right now. And, and obviously, whoever controls the flow of information controls what's going on, you know, in the world. So I, I'm a free thinker and I, I like to... Uh, you know, I like to discuss with other free thinkers. So, and, yeah, and I agree with you. The control of flow of propaganda. Journalism is dead. And my third chapter of Terror Strikes Coming Soon to a City New Year delves into that. The whole prop, there's no such thing as a real journalist anymore. They're all opinionists. Absolutely. 
And I, I think that, uh, you know, going back to Twitter, um, you know, a lot of people, obviously the left is, is up in, in an uproar, right? And when you really think about it, you know, the comment that he made after he uh, purchased it, like, I hope even my worst critics stay here, it says a lot because it also, I mean, what they do is when they don't agree with something, then they, they want to throw the word shill or like you said, oh, he's a, he's a Russian, uh, you know, commie or Russia or he's a fascist. So the, the left has to kind of make up their mind whether he's an individual that, you know, cares about renewable energy or is he a fascist or is he, you know, uh, I seen an article the other day by uh, Sean King. Uh, he does a lot of, um, you know, BLM type of uh, posts and he supports a lot of those, those groups. And he's a, he's kind of a, he speaks on their behalf to, to an extent. And, and his comments on Twitter were, well, of course, Elon Musk wants to buy uh, Twitter because it's all about white supremacy. He was raised, <laughs> he was raised during apartheid, apartheid in South Africa. So with the, you know, with a, uh, a white nationalist father. So of course he wants to buy it. And it's like, you know, that's the mindset. Anytime something happens or there's any kind of movement, uh, they have to shift, you know, the, their focus on one thing and bring it right back into this and bring race into it or sexuality or, you know, it's it's crazy. Yeah. And now that you've brought race into this, it's important to note Sean King is a complete and utter fraud, just like that Dozel, uh can't remember what her last name was. Rachel, Rachel Dolezal. Do, Dole Rachel, yeah, Rachel Dolezal. Sean King is born to two white parents. He's a white kid pretending to be black to cash in on the BLM movement, just like yeah. Rachel Dolezal. Thank you for reminding me of her full name. Is frauds. They're all frauds on the left. Yeah. And let me add, you know, um, Joseph, uh, you know, as you can hear Jimmy speaking, uh, you know, he, he does join me on Tuesdays uh, sometimes on the uh, podcast that he uh, joins me via uh, through the telecast here up in New Jersey. So Jimmy from the uh, the state of New Jersey and he he follows politics pretty well. I just wanted to you know throw that that little uh, mention in there that taught that viewpoint. Uh, Jimmy knows his stuff, you know. So, Jimmy, we all know Murphy stole this last election. Just like the 2020 fraud election, they stopped counting in New Jersey around midnight, and miraculously at 2 a.m. Eastern time, they announced, oh, we found a bunch more votes for Murphy. Wow, what a miracle. The Democrat won again. (laughs) I mean, that was, that's what, has plagued the country since the 2020 election, right? Yeah. Every every uh, Democratic-run city or blue state had similar issues. I'm not going to contest it. I would say that, if anything, it was a probably a close race in New Jersey because who am I kidding to, to not um, – to go against saying that, you know, we're not a blue state. We're, we're 100% a blue state. I do think that obviously with there's been a lot of voter fraud and, you know, um, and it definitely I I would on a hunch say that it, it, it happened here in New Jersey, yeah. uh, especially well, we, with that election. Yeah, we need to add. And the reason why 
is the lot shifted to Republican. And again, there's a big difference between necessarily conservative and Republican. And the RNC didn't really support, was it Cicinelli or how do you pronounce his name? Uh, it, was, it was Jack Cittarelli. And Cittarelli, yes, thank you. I can't remember how to pronounce his name. But they didn't want to support him because he is a conservative. And otherwise, if, if it would have been a rhino, they probably would have challenged that election. Well, and had they it, supported him a little more, he probably would have won just like uh, uh, Virginia. Oh, now I'm drawing a blank on his name. <laughs> well, well, you know, let me let me add this here. You know, we're talking about New Jersey, right? Uh, Murphy's uh, state there, you know, the the liberalism up in New Jersey. You know, since, you know, Elon Musk takeover of twitter literally just happening today earlier today do you think all the liberals there in new jersey pennsylvania new york that whole tri-state area do you think for a second of a doubt that musk is going to put more restrictions on some of this wokeness on twitter what's your viewpoint on that jimmy well, I, I, I mean, I hope he doesn't because I, I'm not a fan of censoring people in the first place. So if you have a different difference of uh, an opinion than I do, then, you know, I have a couple different choices. I could respect your opinion and, and you know, um, and disagree with you or I could leave. You know, I can go to another platform or not want to listen to it. I, I don't. Right. I mean, you know, you got platforms such as Rumble. You got, you know, Donald Trump's new platform, uh, which is doing phenomenal. Uh, the it, liberals are literally, you know, having a, uh, you know, a, a fucking meltdown. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's it's terrible. You know, right. Right. Joseph. I mean, you know, true social out there uh, with the platforms of Rumble, uh, Twitch, uh <laughs> Now the reformation of Twitter becoming more of an advocate for free speech. Uh, is Facebook literally going to be, uh, you know, kissing the ass, so to speak, of these other platforms? Well, that's a good question, but definitely, I, you know, I, I am on, I still do post some to YouTube, but they censor. So, I mean, Google, Google still shadow bans my art, conservative articles that I used to write for Red State, and I now put my articles at beforeitsnews.com. So they shadow ban me. Uh, uh, yeah, Joseph, you can you can relate to that very easily. I mean, you, you we we discussed that in part one of this uh, of this podcast, right? Uh, with you being censored pretty pretty heavily, right? With your content. Yes, yes. So but I'm also on Vimeo, but. Uh, they're, they censor to some degree too. So Rumble and uh, Brighteon, I'm part of those. I'm also on, as far as social media, Twitter, I never left because no, I will not concede any ground. I will not, I will stay, I will fight. But I'm also on Gab and MeWe and uh, locally next door, Locals. Getter, Parlor, Spreely, yeah, Cloud Hub, on and on and on. I'm on them all. Yeah, the fucking Patriot, fucking Patriot, right here, Jimmy, right? (laughs) Absolutely. And and listen, I hope, I hope that uh, that whatever happens, that you know, after he's fully, uh, you know, acclimated with with uh, Twitter, 
I hope they, they ease up on some restrictions. Obviously, you know, like I said, I don't like anyone kind of creating their own, um, you know, what is free speech and what isn't, because then you go down exactly what we've been going down for the last, you know, 10 years or even longer with, with the with the signing of the Patriot Act is when, when you have a group of individuals or one person that says what's what is free speech and what isn't, then obviously we, we, we march down uh, the road of tyranny. So I would hope that he, he does lessen up on restrictions, and I hope that he doesn't uh, – I would hope that, you know, he encourages the people who work at Twitter, the employees that work at Twitter – not to uh, do, you know, follow suit with what YouTube and, and me and Mike were talking about the other day with, you know, they can go back and, and ban you on YouTube from a video five years ago. And hopefully he, he uh, eases up on that. Obviously, you know, we, we want to make sure that people are safe and harassment is, is not there. So I would, I would still expect them to make sure that they take threats seriously and stuff like that. But, you know, we'll see, we'll, 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 We'll see. I, the, my biggest thing is let, let's see if he uh, reinstates uh, Trump's uh, Twitter. I'd be interested. I don't think he'd come back, but I'd be curious. Well, he won't come back right away because, I mean, he has too much of a financial interest in True Social. And to be honest, I haven't wasted my time joining True Social yet. For one, uh, it, it's too early. They, they aren't even available on, on Android or for PC. I do my social media through my Windows yeah. laptop. I'm yeah, not messing with that on my phone. So Yeah, Joseph, right. they're, they're, they're very early in the, in the stages. I mean, you know, what are they, like only two months in? I mean, like you said, they're only on Apple. Uh, they're not even on uh, the Google Play Store yet. So, yeah, they're still testing the waters out, so to speak. I mean – Joseph, did they even break, uh, you know, 100 million subscribers yet on on True Social yet? No, no, it it will take time. I mean, there was a lot of people who were anxious to get on. But again, Getter was the same way. Getter launched before they were ready. And I think True Social launched before it's ready. I'll wait a year after a year. They should be able to work out all the bugs and be available on all the platforms. But as far as what Jimmy said about easing up on restrictions at Twitter, I think that's true. But it is still a privately held company, even though it's publicly traded, although Elon's making it fully private now. They have the right to have terms of service. They will loosen up on the censorship. But like Jimmy said, threats uh, like the Ayatollah, I'm sorry, has got to be has got to go. You don't get to chant "Death to America." That is a threat. That should, oh, it's, you, still should be damn, banned. <laughs> yeah, you're da- you're damn you're damn right. It's a threat, and and you should be labeled as a domestic terrorist if you live in this country. Uh, labeling "Death to America" that's terrible. Get get thrown in Gitmo prison for your actions. I think people need to start getting accountable, right? Absolutely. What do yeah. you say, Jimmy? Yeah. You know, the the sad part is, is obviously we've seen the last couple of years really kick up to where uh, being a being part of the Patriot movement uh, can hurt you financially, can hurt your status in society because of the left's tactics to cancel and dox you. So, you know, I think what's going on now is is they're getting a little nervous when they start to see people like a Musk buying Twitter. And they start to see everyone kind of abandoning ship and 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 going to these other platforms that are 
that are more that are right leaning because companies are starting to feel it because the people that are paying for subscriptions, the people that are that are putting money in are usually right leaning. You have, um, you know, you have a, a, a large base of people on the left that are losers. They're bums. They're not they're not paying for anything. They're not putting money into anything. What they're doing is they're they're, you know, bitching and complaining online or in person. I'm breathing. What do I get? Right. That's like I'm I'm. You know, I, I'm a socialist. I'm a communist now, right? That's what they walk around saying to each other with green hair and nose piercings and stuff like that. And they go, well, what do I get for just being here, right? Shouldn't I get something? Exactly. And those people aren't contributing. So these big companies are starting to see like, holy shit, there's a shift now where people are leaving us because we sided with woke culture. They decided to take their money out of our subscription, out of our platform, out of our content. And now they're starting to see the, the repercussions of it. It's the opposite of JFK and ask not what you can do for your country or ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. And they want to take it a step further to the communist China social credit score. So conservatives literally wouldn't be able to get loans. Yeah, that's some good stuff, guys. I just heard from producer Eric. We do have to go to a a commercial break. But, guys, uh, on the podcast right now, you are hearing the author of Terror Strikes, Joseph M. Leonard, uh, giving his insights. uh, A lot of content coming out of his book and a lot of his uh, personal viewpoints. Guys, we'll be right back after these words. Don't touch the dial. Some major flip-flopping. People should not be walking around with masks. Masks work. Fully vaccinated, you are protected, and you do not need to wear a mask. If you are vaccinated, you should still wear a mask. You really better be very careful before you bring the children back. The default position should be to try as best as possible to keep the children in school. Right now, at this moment, there is no need to change anything that you're doing on a day-by-day basis. I would like to see a dramatic diminution of the personal interaction that we see. So so let me clarify that because there was a little bit of a misunderstanding. Fake news, big tech, and blue state liberals stole the election from President Trump. But here in Alabama, we're making sure that never happens. We have not and will not send absentee ballots to everyone and their brother. We ban the corrupt curbside voting, and our results will always be audited. I'm KIV. The left is probably offended. So be it. As long as I'm governor, we're going to protect your vote. guys welcome back to the show we got jimmy the rant joining us with a special guest part two of the conversation with the author of terror strikes joseph m leonard joseph i want to get into uh some more of your content in your book if you don't mind uh right around chapter four the book seems to get a little interesting uh you want to elaborate to the listeners just exactly maybe if they haven't read the book if that's okay with you get a little sneak peek 
Sure, sure. That's, uh, yeah, chapter four is titled Tulsa. And it follows chapter three, which I briefly mentioned before about propaganda and lack of journalism called LLD, uh, which is Arabic for propaganda. But Tulsa starts to get into the terrorism aspects of the factual terrorism aspects of the book and an incident that happened around Tulsa that, well, I don't want to give the chapter away. <laughs> right, right. I meant, yeah, I was going to say, if you want to give a little sneak peek, I mean, don't give the whole damn chapter away. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, the chapter opens with the teaser, the complacency of fools will destroy them from Proverbs 132. And y y again, you, you, You've got to live life, but you've got to know what's going on around you. And, you know, the chapter is prescient. And, you know, and I'm not saying that to be prideful or hub have hubris and, you know, and really try to push the book. But chapter four really is prescient. And I'll tell you why. The Bin Laden stash of information that we got when O'Neill killed Bin Laden and O'Neill killing Bin Laden is in the book also. But when they killed Bin Laden in Islamabad, they got hard drives and stashes of paper and Bin Laden's own handwritten notes talks about uh, stepping up rail attacks in the United States. So chapter four is prescient to what bin Laden was planning for America next, a 9-11 rail attack. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, I've, I've read some of it, uh, you know, uh, some of that in your book. And I mean, Joseph, you cover a lot of great material, uh, you know, uh, your book kind of resembles uh, a lot of other books I, I read, you know, including, you know, uh, Stop the War by Michael Savage. You fit into that ballpark, so to speak, of political, uh, you know, uh, what's the word? Um, you, you more or less fit into a uh, your own category, so to speak, of political books. Yeah, there's only a few of us. I like to say this book is like no other, and it really is. And the reason, one of the reasons why is there's usually a formula you're supposed to follow when writing a book. I took that formula, walked it to my bath uh, bedroom, put it through the shredder. This book, oh, really? <laughs> this book doesn't follow the formulas. And it delves into a lot of sub-themes like you alluded to. It is not just about terrorism. And like I said earlier, it's about those who hate America, including American fascocrats. And like Jimmy was talking about yelling and screaming fascism, it's all psychological projection from the left. They are oh, the sure. fascists. They literally have Antifa roaming the streets, burning, rioting, looting, attacking political opponents, just like Hitlerian brown shirts and El Duce black shirts did in the 1930s. They are yep. devoid of history to understand 
They are the fascists. And like I cover in the book, too, there are actually 28 planks of the National Socialist Deutschland Amateur Party platform of the 30s in modern-day Democrat Party platform. They oh, are sure. truly fascists. There's no denying it. From gun control to supposed health care, and it's not about health care. Socialized medicine is about power and control and controlling you saying that if you don't go along with what they want you to go along with, they'll deny medical care from your spouse or your children. It's all yeah, and that, coercion. Yeah, no, that's an interesting, uh, you know, interesting um, uh, part of the conversation you're, you're, you're talking about right now. Uh, Jimmy and I had the utmost honor uh, talking to uh, somebody on the show here relating that about medicine. Uh, remember, Jimmy, we had uh, you know, PJ Agnes of Archangel Protective Intelligence uh, a few, 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 few episodes back. And we got into medicine and everything else. You remember that show there, Jimmy? Yeah, it was a good conversation with uh with him. Um, you know, I think a lot of the people you bring on are very interesting. So, I you know, I would I would say that um, you know, did uh let me ask you a question, Joe. Um, wait, did I say Joe? Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Uh, you ever read Behold the Pale Horse? No, I've not read that. I would say because I'm going to give your book a I'm going to give your book a read, right? Um. I just kind of found out about it uh, recently, so I will be picking it up offline. But uh, I would say give that a give, give that a read. I think you'd really enjoy it. It's by William Cooper, who is like, you know, the granddaddy of uh, of conspiracy. I wouldn't say conspiracy, but actually putting pen to paper, kind of like what you're doing, um, might be a very interesting thing uh, for you to pick up and, and look at. Um, but I'll definitely be giving your book a read and and going through it and and uh, seeing what I can get out of it. Yeah, I'll, I I will. I have a few books already on my list for next year because, as you can imagine, I'm busy promoting this book now. That's taking the majority of my time. I don't have time really to to read much at this point. Uh, there's a few really good ones out there, uh, in addition to mine, obviously. That, that people really need to pick up and read to get the more in-depth behind-the-scenes stuff they're not getting on the daily news and will never get. Yeah, yeah. Joseph, you were just on a show uh, not too long ago um, with a pastor. Uh, it was a radio show, correct? Uh, was it about a couple weeks ago, maybe, possibly close to a month ago? Um where they actually had you on the on on their radio show podcast, and uh, what what was up with that little side joke? I, I was listening to it. Say it, there was a side joke. Do, do you remember when they had said that? Um, no, I'm I'm not sure. What I, the, the, I'm not sure something what, to do something to do with his wife or something. You had made a you know kind of a side note to his wife or something, saying you know, uh, you know about you promoting your book. And it was on the uh, it wasn't the author show because we we do realize that you were on the author show, and uh, you know, really really good show by the way. Uh, hat tip to the uh, author show. Uh, but you were on this uh, on this show, and they made a joke towards the book uh, because you know I was like, wait, he's promoting his his book 
on the show and they got to make a joke about it? Like, what's up with that, man? Well, hey, you got you got to laugh at yourself, right? We got to keep a sense of humor. And there's a chapter chapter in there called Comic Relief about that. So I don't yeah. remember that particular joke. I do remember the joke from another podcast. I don't remember which one it was. And they asked, tell me a little about yourself. And I joked about, I'm the anti-Dosecki guy. I'm the least interesting man on the planet. Oh, and another one was, oh, yeah, what, what? What's the best advice you were given? Maybe that was the question. And I joked, well, I want to turn that around and say the best advice is. Uh, that, that's remember, the joke I'm referring to. Yeah. And I said, <laughs> yeah. Rem- remember, yes, sir. remember, things can always be better, but they can often be worse. But to answer your question, the, the other best advice was don't eat the yellow snow. That's the only other uh, joke <laughs> I remember. Yeah, good advice, good advice to give. Yeah, <laughs> really. You know, speaking of advice, uh, Joseph, we uh, we have a uh, a really really good friend here on this show uh, from U.S. Freedom Fighters. Which you're, if you're not familiar with U.S. Freedom Fighters, Jimmy can elaborate for you a little bit if you if 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 he wants. But we actually have a video here. We'll plug in from uh jerry which is the uh one of the co-founders of this great organization which by the way is doing phenomenal on social media always love plugging them into the show because not only are they a good uh friend of the show but they share a lot of your related um uh related material as well too joseph uh so this is uh this is jerry uh, from U.S. Freedom Fighters, uh, basically plugging in some of his content uh, towards some of the stuff that you're relating to right now on the show. Check this out. Hey, guys. Jerry with U.S. Freedom Fighters. How y'all doing today? It's a wonderful, beautiful Saturday here in Sweet Alabama. Just wanted to come spend a few minutes with you. After I get done talking, I'm going to add some video clips to this that we took today at a festival called Earth Day that they have here at Hayes Nature Preserve in Alabama. It's a, a great thing for family and kids. They, uh, they talk about conservation, you know, wildlife, being out in the woods, leaving no trace. They talk about, you know, um, different bees, talk about honeybees, a lot of great information. One thing I was excited to see is they had a a trailer set up where they do go around and do classes um, called Water Wheel. And they do uh, a lot of training on water collection. So it was pretty cool to see that. You know, and one thing I want to point out to you, you know, yes, survive learn how to survive on your own, but get out and support your community too. Get involved with these things, get to know people. You never know when you may have to depend on them. These are the kind of things we want you to understand at Freedom Fighters. You know, yes, we want you to be independent, but we want you to network too. And besides, you know, when we get out and do things like this, like the guys with water wheel, I talked with them about some of the things we do here at U.S. Freedom Fighters, and they were tickled to death wouldn't let me leave until they got my contact information and you know 
heck, I thought he was going to follow us back out to the parking lot, to be honest about it. Just want to continue to talk. Yeah, that uh, that clip, by the way, uh, Joseph, was uh, about almost um, uh, roughly about five minutes. I didn't want to plug too much into it. Uh, but I mean, this guy, uh, they're, they're huge advocates, uh, for freedom here in this country. They also, uh, are huge advocates with, uh, survival traits, um, and also stockpiling. Uh, they're also a good advocate and preaching, uh, you know, you should never, never think anything cannot happen to you. So hat tip to us freedom fighters. Love you guys. Uh, Love to see you back on the show. Jerry's, Jerry's a good guy. I'm, you know, I'm a part of the group. Yeah, you know, you can go to usfreedomfighters.com and and take a look at the website. But there's a lot of good content, a lot of good information that's uh, disseminated between people in that group. A lot of prepping and um, everything's by state. So there's you know there's a there's a state. Um, <clears throat> uh, excuse me. Uh, there's groups, uh, you know, individual groups for the states, and then there's one for the, you know, re- East Coast, West Coast. And there's a lot of good people to meet when you join organizations like that. So he's a good guy. He's a really smart individual. And he does a lot of, he makes a lot of good content on prepping. Exactly. You do have to be prepared. It's like I said on the last show, live your life. But you can't be an ostrich at the same time. You've got to be aware of what's going around you. If a rail, if a train is barreling down the tracks in the horn toots and the ostrich buries its head in between the rails, isn't going to stop it from being bowled over by what's coming just because it no longer sees and hears it coming down the tracks ready to run it over. Yeah, Joseph, I think you're quoting a uh, quote that uh, delusional Joe Biden had said, you know, uh, with the train. Remember that quote where he says, um, you know, there's a train going down the uh, the rails, but we don't understand how far this train is going to reach its next uh, station. Uh, (laughs) I heard that quote. You know what I'm talking about, right? I said this like about a month, maybe two months ago. I'm like, listen to myself. I'm like, come on, Joe. You know, I mean, if you're going to say a joke, man, say the joke right, you know. <laughs> he, can't, he can't even get through his speech impediment. The guy is yeah. not fit. Not only is he not fit to be president, he's not fit to really do much. I mean, I'm, he has to – at this point, he's probably wearing a diaper. Yeah, he, the man is – has the man never really had it, but what little he had is completely lost now. I mean, seriously, he's fodder – for the late night comedians on a daily basis. But unfortunately, of course, other than maybe like Greg Gutfeld on the Gutfeld show, they're all leftists. They won't cover any of it. SNL made endless fun of, of uh, fellow Michigander Gerald Ford, who was president, who stumbled once, stumbled once, and they wouldn't let it go on Saturday Night Live. And Biden fell up the stairs, nowhere to be seen. He pulled the Gerald Ford, and that's nowhere to be seen. And he bumbles and stumbles through sentences every day, screws up the language. Nothing on Saturday Night Live or any, well, nothing that I would know of because I don't watch them. But if they did it, 
it would be news and Greg Gutfeld would be showing the clips <laughs> because well, well, it would be a rarity if they did it. Well, I think it, I think it goes to show you what the fourth branch of the uh, the government has become, and it's the propaganda sector, and they are using their their influence any way they can. So, and they know that they know that satire gets uh, is actually something that spreads further. It spreads information. So, co- comedians and uh, you know those types of improv shows actually spreads information faster than even us talking right now. So they know that that hurts and they put the, you know, kibosh on, on, uh, on things like that. And, you know, they all, they phone their buddies over here in, in high places and say, Hey, can you lay off this for a little while? Hey, let's not do anything like this for a little bit. And, um, you know, you could talk about the orange man. Don't talk about, you know, sleepy Joe. And, well, uh, see, and see they, here, Jimmy, sure. see, Jimmy, the, 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 the left, apparently it doesn't phase, you know, these platforms, you know, like you got, you know, CNN, you got, you know, ABC's The View, you know, I mean, when they when they talk about Trump, it's OK. Right. The orange man. Right. The the man that tweets till two, three o'clock in the morning. But when you mention a flaw about Biden, it's apparently, you know, it's wrong. Like, why are you saying so bad? So much mean things about this president. He's doing tremendously in, uh, for, for our country. He's been the best president we've had in the last 20 years. <laughs> yeah, when you, when you talk about a Democrat president, it's don't you respect the office of the presidency? At least, you know, it's nonsense. And like Jimmy said, and some on the right are finally waking up to the fact. And I wrote an article on Red State called Getting the Message Out like 10, 12, 15 years ago about this very point, like the Greg Gutfelds and the Jesse Waters finally demonstrating and adding humor to things because that gets through a lot of people's defenses. Whereas if you're trying to deliver something in a serious way, they tone you out. But if you can deliver it with humor, it gets past their defenses. And we need to learn that lesson that the left knew for a long time. You do it through comedy. And that's again, why there's a chapter comic relief in my book. Yeah. Yeah, we all we all need a little comical relief in our lives. But when you're looking at high offices of the president of the United States, that has to. Yeah. uh, You know, ping on that one. That has to uh, basically look at uh, extreme measures. You cannot have a president of the United States. Okay, and and let let, let me be frank, uh, you know, folks, let me let me let let me let you know, set the standard straight here. Yeah, we did have a president before uh, Biden that was doing things a little bit, you know, off script and probably not uh, president type material. Right. But that's I mean, he really was like, you know, he really had a backbone. Right. He had muscle behind his voice. What I'm saying right now is you cannot have a president that doesn't know what the hell is going on, that doesn't know that the sky is blue and, you know, this is that and that is this. You know, you have to 
have this man constantly be reminded of where to go. Okay, Joe, you can't sit at the podium yet. The show hasn't started. You know, I mean, you know, folks, don't get your popcorn yet. The show hasn't started. The movie's still in uh, previews still. That's what this president reminds me of. A five-year-old child that has to be constantly reminded. Yeah. Well, I hate to correct you on your own show, but I do. The sky actually is not blue. The sky is black. It only appears blue because of the reflection of the sun off all the water. So I love to stick it to people when they say the sky is blue. <laughs> I was about to tell you, Joseph, what kind of drugs are you smoking over there? I mean, you got to stop, you you stop spreading mis- disinformation on this show about the sky being blue. Absolutely. Uh, I'm very, very sorry. You know, YouTube out there, you know, the independent fact checkers in the basement are going to be coming out like, Joseph said the sky is black. It's blue. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I will say, though, I mean, I will say there's one show that, that I do watch, um, that I do catch every so often, and I enjoy it still. It's, um, it's with Bill Maher. I will say, as, as him being, you know, he calls himself an old school liberal, he's not afraid to call out the bullshit that, that he sees with the intolerant left. So it's kind of refreshing when you see, you know, people that you don't necessarily agree with 100% calling out, you know, um, people on, on their side and, and um, you know, and, and getting back to it, you know, because on our side, I'm quick to call somebody out for their bullshit, too. You know, uh, especially like rhinos, you know what I mean? Those, those are probably the, the biggest uh, problem with the GOP. Um, they're just, you know, they're yeah. just Republican in name and, and they really offer nothing. Absolutely. We need a conservative wave in 2022 and 2024, not just some generic rhino red wave. And Well, like I say, Joseph, here, if I may cut in, you know, um, you know, we have to look at this next election, right? The midterms are right around the corner, right? Which the, the left is literally losing it. If they're not losing it about the the Elon Musk Twitter story, they're about to lose it even further with the with the midterms because they know they're going to lose the house. This, the, they're going to lose this. You know, they're going to lose everything. You know, they know that there's a strong GOP approach coming to the midterms. They know that, you know. Absolutely. And uh, I, I forgot what Jimmy, uh, what else Jimmy had said I was going to respond to. But uh, speak going back to trains, my train left the station and I'm at the shipyard. <laughs> well, I think I think we may actually see and there's been a lot of buzz about it. Uh, we might actually see the 25th Amendment used, and because I, I, you know, I kind of feel that for the first like year and a half of the presidency, they were kind of, they were kind of propping up Biden. They were kind of, they weren't really putting him out there. They were really managing, you know, um, what he was doing, trying to keep him out of the limelight when he was blundering. And now I almost feel like they're feeding him to the wolves because when you look at the way things are being recorded or the way that the media is portraying it, they show a frail old man, He's in a room by himself being ignored while, you know, Obama's everybody's like giddy over Obama or they show him giving fucking handshakes out to ghosts or they (laughs) or they show him um, uh, at the uh, the Easter uh, 
the Easter uh, festivities on the White House lawn where he's like rambling about Pakistan and Afghanistan. And then the bunny comes in and kind of, you know, moves. Yeah, I was about body. to tell you, Jimmy, did you see the bunny? The bunny is even trying to tell oh, him yeah. where to go next. So that's it. <laughs> you know, it's time for you to move on because they all know that they have to handle him because if not, he's just going to, he's not making any sense. So I honestly feel like the big buzz is that once we get past the, you know, the, the, uh, the midterms, uh, they're going to, authorized the 25th amendment and say, Hey, he was a, you know, he's, he's been a good boy for us for the past 40 years, basically doing nothing, but you know, he's been part of the agenda and we, we, we salute him and, and, and he's just, he's too sick and he's going to kind of, he's going to kind of fade out of the spotlight and then he's going to step down. And I think we might see that. I honestly do considering every time you see him in, in um in the spotlight nowadays it's getting worse and worse and worse it's like you it's your it's your you know it's your your grandparent who has uh dementia or you know um alzheimer's and you just like kind of propping them up there and if you let them go off script they don't know they, they just start mumbling and and we see that a lot from him and it shows it just shows a lot of these other countries you know how weak uh, a, a weak presence that we have. Not saying that there's not people behind him, but I mean, it really gives us a negative light. Yeah, just what we need though is President Cackles to fill in next. And you were talking about dementia. That is something very serious and near and dear to me because my mother just passed last July suffering from Alzheimer's. So you can't tell me Joe Biden isn't mentally diminished capacity. It's obvious. Anyone who's ever dealt with actual dementia in their family knows this man is ill. He is actually really, truly ill and needs medical help, not just handling him, parading him around and not to change the subject, but I got to bring this up because I got OAN on in the background here and they just flashed across the screen. Some idiot, as if inflation, to go back to the top of the show that you talked about, isn't bad enough now. A Washington U.S. House candidate, idiot Democrat, wants to now call for a $30 an hour minimum wage. Oh, Oh my God. Literally, that just came across the screen a minute ago. Um, if you don't think inflation's bad enough now, wait till that kicks in. Hey, hey, Joseph, do these idiots know that the more you raise, uh, don't get me wrong, guys. L- let me say, let me, let me set the standard here. You know, making more money is always great. Without a doubt, it is. Without a shout of a doubt, it is. It, it's great. I mean, I make great money too, the podcasting and then my other line of work. But I mean, you know, when you raise the 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 wages across company boards, do you understand what is going to happen after you raise the wage? The they prices don't. they don't understand, Joseph. No, they don't. <laughs> well, you can't, you can't compensate no skill by paying more, and I think that that's what they're trying to they're trying to uh, to uh, equate is that okay? We need a higher minimum wage so that people can uh, afford to live, you know, afford to live. All right. Well, I think one of the biggest problems is obviously is a lot of these people have no skills. So if you're talking about, 
you know, people who work in the fast food industry, right? If you are in your 30s and 40s working in a fast food industry and you're not management, you're not a supervisor, well, then I don't know what else I could say say to you. Like, I'm not knocking you on working. I think it's noble that you're doing it. But if you have no skill and that's just you've you've only achieved to get that far, then why should anyone why should anyone pay you? Oh, because if, when you think about it, all the tools are given to you, right? You're just labor inside those places. So why should I pay you thirty five dollars an hour to uh, you know to, to if you worked at KFC to dunk chicken inside of a a timed fryer and then just put it out for display? Yeah, I no, think that if if you wanna if you want to you know really talk about raising wages, I think that that's not the the, the the subject should be how do we get these people trained to do other things and actually give them yeah. a skill set. Yeah, and it's why all the burger places are going to automated burger flipper robots. And it's not just about your wages, leftist idiots, if there's any listening. It's about the purchasing value of the dollar that keeps declining because of inflation that you're causing. They fail basic economics just like they fail basic biology. Don't understand what a man XX and a woman XY chromosome issues is. All the other genders are mental disorders. They're not legitimate physical things. They are not the party of science. They are the party of anti-science, just like with the mask garbage. A cloth mask doesn't block anything. Next well, to you know, nothing. Joseph, we're on that topic here. And, uh, you know, uh, just letting everybody know, we got about like 10 minutes here left on the show, uh, which I have to take another break here soon. Um, Joseph, what is the definition of a woman? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a biologist, so I guess oh. that makes me qualified for the Supreme Court. There you go. You got my vote now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it, hey to 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 each his own, right? I mean, guys, this is some good stuff. We got to get another break in here, guys. Uh, Jimmy the Rant in the studio here, along with uh, special guest, part two of the conversation, the author of Terror Strikes, guys, Joseph M. Leonard, on the podcast, guys. You're not going to want to miss this next set of topics. We'll be right back after these words. Wait, if it was delivered with Uber Eats, does that mean I can eat it? It's time to eat. It's a diaper. Looks pretty bad. This candle tastes funny. Not bad, but funny. And thanks to Uber Eats, we don't even know what food is anymore. <coughs> Our decision food. <laughs> we can't eat most of this. Yeah, we can't eat any of this. Why Uber Why Uber That bag's a liar. Yeah, I just got so excited. When we see you enter through our doors, we don't see who you're against or for. Whether tomorrow will be light or dark, 
All we see in you is a spark. We see your spark in each nod, each smile. We see sparks in every aisle. We see you find a hidden gem and buying diapers at 3 a.m. We see your kindness and humanity. The strength of each community. We've seen more sparks than we can say. About 20 million just yesterday. The more we look, the more we find the sparks that make America shine. guys back to the show uh gonna be closing it up soon guys we got a lot of good topics here on the show uh joseph discussing his book uh jimmy the rant ranting about usual stuff right (laughs) (laughs) guys it's it's been a good show um you know we just got into uh the inflation Uh, i think we touched on that a little bit of uh part one there joseph with the inflation you know on the show and uh that is a you do touch a little bit on the inflation in your book. I, I've seen a little bit of it, not too much, but a little bit. Yeah, there's a lot crammed in there. And uh, before I forget, obviously, I want to uh, refer people to terrorstrikes.info. And you had mentioned earlier about other interviews I was in. You could go to terrorstrikes.info slash interviews and get links to your podcast and links to other interviews that I've been in. But yeah, I, again, there are many sub-themes in this book. It's not just about terrorism. You know the old saying, don't judge a book by its cover? Well, definitely don't judge this book by its title. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's it's, you know, it's, I think it's just a label. You know, a lot of people, you know, are kind of, confused and baffled when they when they see a book you know such as terror strikes oh is it about terrorism is it about this and that no it's just a label you know i mean you do cover some of world terror you know and and other material but it's a label just like u.s freedom fighters everybody thinks it's a militia but it's really something entirely different you know i i think people are so quick joseph to jump to the gun so to speak on labels today you know Oh, especially the left. The left that they have to do that. And of course, the diehard, everything's racist, everything's sexist, everything's homophobic, homophobic. And speaking of which, the chapter I alluded to earlier when I mentioned pathetical corruptness is in the love versus fake hate chapter. The LGBTQI plus whatever P pedophile mafia wants you to believe that that's a normal thing now. And they are still like less than 1% of all peoples. And the hoaxes, the labeling, racist, sexist, homophobic, and the hoaxes like the Smollett hoax and everything else to try to get those labels to stick to us because they can't deal in substance. They cannot win a factual, truthful, reality-based argument, so they have to go to a deflection. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's 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 one big distraction. It really is, Joseph. You know, it's it's one big distraction. Um, you know, from us learning the actual truth of it all. Yeah, what what I see a lot is when and, and I see this on both sides. I see this on our side too, but when you when you have a uh, a lot of these speakers going around the colleges and stuff like that and I think the biggest thing right now is is uh the, the gender identity politics going on, right? What's, what is a man? What is a woman? And you'll have a, you, you have a lot of speakers going out and they're, they're like, you know, a woman is uh, X, Y, and Z and a man is X, Y, and Z. And then they, uh, they take um, Q and A from the audience and, and you see the kind of insanity that comes out of some of these kids, you know, I'm calling them kids, but some of these, these young, young people's mouths, uh, and some of their viewpoints. And I know they're young and they have, they have a lot of time to maybe hopefully smarten up. And, you know, everybody does have their own lifestyle. But, I mean, some of the shit they say is is mind-boggling, where it's like, like you said, you know, it's you can't even ask a simple question anymore. Well, well what do you define as a woman? And it's like, oh, well, um, you know, it goes on to be a dissertation on, a hundred different things. And I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's that, that difficult. You know, I do think that. Well, there's well here, Jimmy, of, you know, a lot of people, they, they don't practice of what they actually preach, you know? I mean, that's what it boils down to. Yeah, no, I would agree. And I, and I also think that um, there's a lot of people just lost out there. And unfortunately, um, you know, you're getting all these safe spaces to identify as, as, as certain things. And there's a reason why a lot of these groups, you know, rally behind trying to make these safe spaces because society kind of corrects itself uh, here and there. And obviously somebody might be like, get the hell out of here. You're not a, you're not a, a, a panda bear or you're not a, a, a <laughs> you know, you're not a pan or some bullshit or whatever, because there's yeah. so many, so many issues with pronouns. And I just think that that's kind of what's tearing us apart. And for people to say that, that's not that there's no uh, mental illness associated with some of those things. And I'm not saying a person who's like, Hey, I like people of the same sex. Cool. Cause I have friends that are in that category and they're normal people and that's their, you know, but their, their attraction is of the same sex, but we don't, we don't sit down over the dinner table and it's like the whole conversation is about them being gay. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, Oh, let's sexualize this conversation. It's just normal people, and that seems to be that's their, you know, that's their personal life. That's their well, like I like I say, Jimmy, you know, whatever floats your boat, man, you know. But you know, don't don't try to force that on me because I grew up in a in an era of the society where hey, a man's supposed to be with a woman, and a woman's supposed to be with a man. Uh, guys, we got about two minutes here. Uh, Joseph, I'll give you the floor, sir. If you want to plug it in any of your information, just perhaps if the listeners. Uh, didn't catch that web website, excuse me, website that you did mention just uh, a few moments ago. The floor is yours, sir. Go ahead. Yeah, it's terrorstrikes.info, not .com or anything like that. Terrorstrikes.info. And I just wanted to say, bounce off of what Jimmy was saying and you were alluding to. Now they're talking about pedophilia, though. When you're sexualizing children under the age of 18, any age up to 18, that's statutory rape, that's pedophilia, that is illegal. That's a whole other topic. 
and they're peddling that. And we discussed that on the last show I was on with you about the Florida law. It's not don't say gay. It's don't peddle sex of any kind or nature on our children. Well, well, you know, Joseph, you know, I, I, I do got about another minute, so we got to wrap it up here. And I do apologize. I'd love to invite you back on to part three, if that's OK with you, because, uh, you know, I mean, you get into some really good content and uh, love to make it a series with you uh, as you know, as much as possible, as long as it's okay with you. Uh, but, you know, Ron DeSantis here, and I'll close it up real quick. Ron DeSantis, and you're basically answering to what you had just said. Ron DeSantis signed those laws into effect, not to be the mean Ron DeSantis of Florida, right? He signed those laws into effect to protect parents and the children from this woke crap that they're teaching in schools. In my generation, we never learned about transgenderness and everything else. We were learning about our colors, our patterns, our ABCs, how to count the 10 and everything else, and then go outside with our friends and go uh, play kickball. We weren't learning about Mrs. Donaldson. Why does he have a penis when he's supposed to have a vagina? I mean, that's disgusting. Yep, but that's where we are, and we pay teachers they're not teachers. They're they're groomers. And we're paying them more and more money. And ever since Jimmy Carter created the Department of Education at the federal level, unconstitutionally, has no business being involved in that. It's a state's issue or a local issue. But ever since Jimmy Carter and the creation of the Department of Education, education, we slide lower and lower and lower we used to be like number two in the world we're number 46 in the world now yeah well yeah i agree as as you focus on things uh, of that nature about sexualizing children you allow for the national iq to keep slipping and that's the issue the issue is well hey let's not focus on the fact that you know we have to keep importing people to support our infrastructure with these uh certain visas from other countries Instead of building up the people here, it's like, well, let's have them argue over, you know, or teach. Let's teach them about two daddies and two mommies. And I'm not saying it's not something that you may see or a kid may see and have an answer. But that is up to us as parents to be able to. Oh, absolutely. You know, amen to that, guys. I you know, I don't mean to be rude, but we're losing time here on the network. Um, You know, Joseph, I want to good stuff, Jimmy. I I totally agree. I I don't mean to cut you off there, buddy. But, you know, um, you know, good stuff, uh, Joseph. I I mean, I do agree with with both of you guys. And uh, Joseph, I, I would love to have you on the show again. Um, tremendous, tremendous material that you do show on the on the show, sir. I love talking about conservative values, family values. And again, I, too, Jimmy, know people who are gay. I have no problem with someone who is gay. I have a problem who is a gaytivist or a pedophile. Those are different animals. Absolutely. And uh, guys, if you want to learn more about uh, Joseph's um, uh, information here, uh, you can follow him on Instagram, right, Joseph? You want to give him the information? Yeah, J. Leonard Detroit. Uh, again, there's no Owen Leonard. It's L-E-N-A-R-D, J. Leonard Detroit across all social media platforms. 
Good stuff. Good stuff, Joseph. And we did give you a little ping in the show if you heard the uh, sound effect. Um, guys, you heard the man himself, the author of Terror Strikes, available all over the place, including Amazon. Uh, Amazon Kindle, I, I'm, I believe you're on. Uh, you could find the book on Walmart, Target, or anywhere you pick up a book. I'm, I'm told the book sales are going through the roof on Amazon. Uh, just checked the, just about an hour ago, producer Eric said there's only 20 copies left, guys. Pick up the copy. Uh, Joseph, you going to have any more copies added onto Amazon? Oh, absolutely. And if you're anti-Bezos, anti-Amazon, you can go to indie, the IndieBook.store, the IndieBook.store, if you don't want to support the big ones. Absolutely. Good stuff, uh, Joseph. Thank you. And uh, guys, remember to follow and hit that like button. Uh, we are back on YouTube. I guess the uh, the influence off of uh, Elon Musk uh, basically had a, an acceptance rate uh, to welcome us back. But thank you. <laughs> and soon to be, guys. Yeah, Joseph. And soon to be, uh, we will be streaming live on the Rumble app uh, probably in about a week. So we'll be having some live videos, uh, which the audio simulated videos that we're doing now will be transferred to video. So if you like to see Joseph and his sexy self, right, <laughs> on the video, including myself and uh, Jimmy the Rant, uh, we will be on Rumble. So check us out uh, next week. Yes, so hang on get, that one. Let me get this straight. In one week, you'll be ready to rumble. Thank you, Joseph. Yeah. Check us out. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. Bye-bye. You just heard an episode of the Patriot Angle Podcast. Remember to follow us on Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon Music, and Audible. Also streaming live on Twitch. Remember to follow and like us, guys, for unfiltered, uncensored, raw content. Also, please head over to www.patriotanglepodcast.com for all your exclusive Patriot Angle Podcast content and material, as well as the merchandise website, www.patriotunfiltered.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next one.